Blog Talk Radio. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free. We're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights. We're Americans. Make up America. It's amazing America. Welcome, Patriots, to our Convention of States podcast, titled That Provident Article, a reference given to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution by James Madison. Our opening theme music is Amazing America, used by permission of Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band and endorsers of the Convention of States project. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States Project. For more information regarding the Convention of States Project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. My name is Paul Hodson, and I've been a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas since early 2014. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. Our contact information here at That Provident Article, my email address, texasdc for hd 58 at gmail.com. That's Texas, D is in district, C is in captain, the number 4, H is in house, D is in district, the number 5, the number 8, at gmail.com. Uh, my Twitter handle is the same, at TexasDC for HD58. You can go to our Blog Talk Radio website, blogtalkradio.com, TexasDC for HD58. And we're on iTunes now. You can search for that Provident article and you'll find us out on iTunes. Uh, a reminder, our call-in number for the call-in portion of the show, 914-205-5632. We're an amazing America. And welcome to that Provident article for October 3rd, 2015. We're going to have an abbreviated podcast this day because uh, I'm busy. In fact, I am en route right now to Arkansas uh, for a very short vacation with my wife. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and have a short short podcast. Uh, I want to cover the news, the Convention of States news, as we always begin our, our podcast with this segment. And uh, again, encourage you to go out to the Convention of States website, conventionofstates.com. Uh, if you hear Mark Levin, he's got conventionofstates.org, which is a specific uh, front page for him, and that will uh, show us at the Convention of States that you've signed up through the advertising through Mark Levin. But there is a, a tab on that opening page uh, under About and News. You pull down that news page, and there are usually six, eight, maybe ten articles a week which get posted there. We try and highlight some of those each week, uh, but some great information for you for your friends, for people who are interested as to what's going on, as to why why we were involved in this effort, the uh, great abuse from the federal government, uh, all kinds of great information out there. So, for instance, out there this week, a Gallup poll. I know we mentioned one last week. Uh, part of that poll also said 
75% of Americans believe that corruption is widespread, quote, widespread in their country's government, 75%. So again, a, another indication that uh, the electorate, the citizens are very, very frustrated with their government. There are many who continually ask the question, what can we do? We, we vote, we get involved, and things don't change. We protest, we write letters. Uh, Convention of States is the option for them, and when all those other things are not working, it is the constitutional means. So, uh, again, encourage your friends to get out there who are frustrated to get engaged. Uh, a Bloomberg poll, another poll, 72% of Americans say that the country is not as great as it once was. So, again, not just the frustration, but somewhat uh, demoralized or discouraged, uh, hopefully not depressed, uh, because we are still a great country. But 72% of Americans say the country not as great as it once was. And that's not a, a partisan issue. That's not you know Republicans saying that when Democrats are in power and Democrats saying that when Republicans are in power. That's just Americans across the board. Uh, I want to really highlight for you an article that Rob Nadelson had posted, I believe in American Thinker, and uh, there was a link there this week from the Convention of States site. Rob Nadelson is the foremost authority in the world on Article 5. People say the American authority, but I'm not aware of anybody else, uh, not in our nation, who really cares about our Constitution as much as we do. So Rob Nadelson has done uh, tremendous research work on Article 5 and on the Constitution in general. He he digs up and he uh, scours for original manuscripts, for uh, original sources, and he delves into those. Uh, but he's got an article this week posted about the English Convention of 1688 to 1689, which ended up coming up with what they called their Declaration of Rights, somewhat a, a precursor to our Bill of Rights, uh, something that we are uh, based on, but uh, Nadelson's ar uh, article goes into not just that document that was produced, but again, the formality, uh, the procedure of the actual convention being held and coming about with uh, that declaration. And again, that's a model that uh, our, our uh, framers used in crafting and in understanding what an Article 5 amending convention would look like. And I put uh, if you're looking at the slides that I provide each week on our website, on the Blog Talk Radio website, I put a link to his his website, uh, http colon backslash backslash constitution dot i to i. That's uh, the letter i, the numeral, the digit two, and another letter i dot org. That's uh, Rob Nadelson's main website, and on the right-hand side, you'll see a, a section of categories, and the second one, at least recently, the second one down there is uh, specifically for Article 5, and all of his Article 5 uh, articles that he has written, uh, papers he has written, um, he is not uh, attached to any one Article 5 group. He is somewhat of the uh, consultant that all of the Article 5 groups out there in the nation use and of course he uh, he wrote our handbook and our compendium for the state legislators and of course he was the uh, main source for the uh, introductory rules the draft rules that we have that the state legislators are now actually looking at for a convention another story out there uh one that we've uh, we started last week uh Mike Ferris has been posting uh the top the the 10 worst supreme court cases of all time uh last week he posted number one this this uh, or two weeks ago. Uh, number two and number three are posted this week, uh, and very short 
little explanations as to why they are are among the the ten worst of all time. Number number two on this was the Chevron versus National Resources Defense Council. That's a a, a case from uh, the 1980s in which the EPA was given great regulatory power to basically make law and impose uh, further regulations uh, without constraint from the the uh, legislative branch, uh, basically making law on their own, giving them significant power. And then uh, number three, which was posted just uh, a couple days ago, Thursday, uh, the worst Supreme Court cases of all time, South Dakota versus Dole. Uh, again, uh, an instance in which the Supreme Court uh, grants great power to an agency, uh, not a legislative or an executive branch, but uh, giving great power to an agency uh, for federal overreach. I, I encourage you to read through those as, as Mike Ferris continues to post those. Uh, and again, pay attention. He's not just picking the easy ones, which uh, are um, obvious that they have had great impact. He's looking at some some core changes. Uh, sometimes a good opinion can be reached as far as the outcome, but it was reached uh, using some poor logic and some poor reasoning and poor fundamentals, and that will change the way law in the future is uh, litigated and then uh, decisions are made by the Supreme Court. So even a good law can end up having uh, horrendous consequences because how how it is derived. And then the uh, the last one we want to discuss is uh, an article that was out there about the difficulty people may be having finding a job, and that could well be re- related to the overregulation from the federal government as as companies and especially the, especially the smaller businesses are getting hammered by federal overregulation. Um, they are uh, having to contract uh, to uh, not, a, not just downsize, but also to um, underemploy even those uh, who are working. Of course, Obamacare is the, the great uh, elephant in the room on that as far as uh, so many people now working less than 30 hours a week so that the employers do not have to qualify uh, for much of the Obamacare regulations, which would be imposed upon them. Okay, as I said, we're going to have an abbreviated podcast today. Um, we're going to begin, though, at slide one, Article 5. We always begin our presentation by looking at the uh, pertinent information from Article 5 that we are focusing on. The Congress, on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution, when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states, or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one or the other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress. And then slide number two just gives you our sample application from the Convention of States, where the legislature of the state of fill-in-the-blank hereby applies to Congress under the provisions of Article 5 of the Constitution of the United States for the calling of a convention of the states limited to proposing amendments to the Constitution of the United States that impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. Slide number three is just a reminder again of the context of the presentations that we're giving in our podcast, trying to give you some foundations, some handholds, footholds. If you're climbing a rock wall, you know, there are different levels of of difficulty. Some people uh, just want to zoom up the wall. Some people 
want to climb slowly, um, this is a podcast which can uh, fill in as as many uh, podcasts as you want to subscribe to or listen to. Uh, we're going to get into some deep detail. We may have some overviews. Uh, we may have some introductories like we're going to have today. Uh, but we want to give you the tools that you need to successfully climb those walls, uh, to be able to hold your own against opposition, uh, the many questions that come up as, you know, just what is an, an Article 5 convention and why should we do this and, and why is it not dangerous? So uh, we're going to move on. Slide four. Um, I put on hold last week our discussion on James Madison and his view of the amending provision in Article 5. Um, because I had a, a busy week, A, and B, I had just come off a, a very lengthy meeting with my own state senator, Senator Brian Birdwell here in Texas, and I wanted to take advantage of some of that and uh, cover some cover some ground on, on some tips on how to meet with your state legislators, uh, set up a meeting, uh, what you know a little bit about what to talk about, but really the the difficulty a lot of folks have is just getting a meeting, and uh, really the key point is you need to go where they are, and if you're out there where they are, especially during campaign time like it is now, um, that's your opportunity. But uh, we're going to get back into uh, Madison's view on the amending uh, provision in Article Five, and we want to look at really the third section. We'll, we'll dive in a little deeper next week when I have a little more time to spend on it, I hope. Um, but the Alien Sedition Acts is the context for what ends up being the Virginia Resolution of, of 1798, which Madison uh, authors. And then the, uh, the companion piece to that is the Kentucky Resolution, which Thomas Jefferson wrote. Uh, but I just want to encourage you to do some reading up again, uh, Dust up your old U.S. history, the Alien Sedition Acts, John Adams from 1798, uh, as as just some context as to what was going on. The president at the time, our second president, John Adams, uh, understand that this man was a one of our true founders. He was very central in our nation declaring independence back in 1775, 1776 uh, in Boston. Of course, the cousin of Samuel Adams, uh, an attorney, uh, and he was... Uh, very involved in uh, getting and encouraging Thomas Jefferson to actually write the Declaration of Independence. Uh, and even shortly after that, he he himself wrote the Massachusetts Constitution, which is still the oldest constitution in existence. And that was written 10 years before our national constitution. And there are a lot of great things in there, including a Bill of Rights, uh, much of what we've modeled our constitution after. And yet... From 1787 to 1798, just 11 years had gone by after the delegates had approved our Constitution, and one of the nation's central founders, John Adams, was now defying some basic constitutional rights which had been written down, and he was exercising federal overreach. And we'll look a little more in depth at the Alien and Sedition Acts, in which uh, John Adams, of course, was the central figure as the president in uh, presenting those. Um, as we look at the context and the challenge of, of possible war with France, why John Adams was doing this, and why someone just uh, a very short time after being so involved in uh, opposing England as a as a tyrannical government was now being accused of doing the same thing and was breaking even from some of uh, the other stronger Federalists uh, who were more... Uh, 
more inclined to a stronger federal government such as James Madison and such as Alexander Hamilton uh, and and even Thomas Jefferson. And this overreach uh, caused Madison to respond with his Virginia resolution and the idea of interposition of the states and, of course, Jefferson taking it a little further. And we want to uh, look at the context, look at the uh, the resolutions themselves, uh, and so it will probably take two or three more weeks covering this, uh, James Madison's view, because this is one one of those, again, which opponents of Article 5 say, uh, look, Ma- Madison really wasn't a supporter of uh, Article 5 and the states being able to propose amendments, uh, doing that through um, the amending convention process, and they will they will hold up uh, his Virginia resolution as, as evidence that uh, he really wasn't a supporter of that, and look, uh, we really need to... to put the brakes on and not pursue this course of action. And, of course, our, our position is that uh, Madison, really, his work shows that, that to be anything but the case. And uh, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, open up the phone lines. Uh, a reminder that our call-in line is uh, 914-205-5632. If you call in today, uh, the odds are actually very good that I'm going to be on the road, but I'm still going to be doing my podcast, which is kind of cool through uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, that we can do it that way. Uh, Some ground rules, speak respectfully, no foul language, derogatory or defamatory remarks. We're not going to shout or yell at each other. We want to keep to the subject. We're not going to chase any rabbit trails because we just don't really have the time. And we want to encourage dialogue, pause and listen to each other. So if you have a chance to call in at this moment, uh, again, area code 914-205-5632. Okay, and uh, we are live, and we are on the road right now. Um, we'll see if we got any anybody to call in. I've never done this from my phone before, but um, hopefully I won't uh, won't drop the call here. Um, I will tell a story when I drive up. I, I drive out as a district captain down into a, a county south of, of my county, Johnson County, into uh, Bosque County, which is quite rural. And uh, I'll go down to the uh, GOP meetings down there monthly. And typically on a Tuesday evening, uh, we'll have a conference call with our, our state leadership, and that will occur on the way back. And there are dead zones, uh, cell zones there. And I'll be on a call, and it will drop. And I, I end up jumping back into the conference call two or three times. Uh, and I know the last time I had it, I actually had something I needed to uh, speak to. And I had to pull off to the side of the road to make sure that I, I didn't lose my connection. Um, but everything's going well on our connection here. Uh, we have no callers. I'm going to go ahead and and uh, go to our end with uh, Madison Rising playing us out with uh, Star Spangled Banner. We'll speak with you next week on uh, James Madison, uh, the uh, Alien and Sedition Acts, and the Virginia Resolution. And that's a wrap for this episode of That Provident Article. I'd like to thank Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band, for playing us out with the Star-Spangled Banner. Be sure to visit their website at madisonrising.com and check them out on iTunes or Amazon Music. Also, thanks go out to Mark Meckler, founder and president of Citizens for Self-Governance, and Michael Ferris, head of the Convention of States Project. And more thanks to our state leadership team here in Texas. Don Glacy, our membership coordinator. Martin Harry, our legislative liaison. Tom Dowdy, our coalition's director. And Tamara Colbert, our state director. 
these patriots have put in thousands of hours of volunteer time for the cause of liberty, and I count it a great privilege to work with them. Because we are the brave.